0: What stirs inside all of us is something that is much greater than us. The world is in a a time of awakening, of a change. This pulling, pushing, grappling, growing, matriculating towards something that's bigger than us. We've always known this. It's deeply rooted into the DNA of our species maybe now is the time for it to manifest. It still will take some time, but I'm happy that we're beginning to grow as a species and know more about ourselves in our heart, in our mind, and in our soul. Today's guest on Dr. D's social network is Ron Folia. Ron is a kind spirit and someone who deeply cares about not only science but also spirituality they can both exist at the same time i urge you to open your heart and your mind and your analysis ron folio good morning ron how are you today
1: darian you know, I'm doing really great, but I need to tell you that as long as people stay at this current stress level, they're never going to be able to move forward with their life.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a tremendous amount of stress going on in the world globally right now. And uh, I can feel it on a regular basis. Yeah,
1: it is. And, you know, before this whole situation, um, came upon us, there was still quite a bit of stress, just keeping up with the hectic pace, yeah, the lifestyle, yeah. the business. And this, this of course, has just amplified it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the world is, you know, this year, 2020 has been extremely um, an interesting uh, kind of increase, kind of a shot in the arm of so many different things. But you're right, before that time, I feel like we were running on this hamster wheel before, as well.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And and I really see this, you know, regardless of all the uh, negative aspects that are floating around out there. This is really a great opportunity for us to to make tremendous changes in our life and potentially
0: the world as well. Certainly. So what are some ways you're going about, you know, helping other people and doing that?
1: The the one thing that that I'm really passionate about is it ties right into my opening statement, and that's stress you know, I'm a high performance stress relief coach and stress is the key to moving forward. Uh, And the reason being is when we're in stress, that triggers our natural defense mechanism, which is the stress response, that fight, flight, or freeze mechanism that's really there to protect us, you know, but it was to protect us from physical danger. The problem that we have and we have to be aware of is that our our brain doesn't know the difference if it's an emotional fear we're dealing with. So that kicks in. And being stimulated by the events that are going on in the world, that constant stress on the brain only allows us to focus on our vulnerability and our weaknesses. And those just aren't places where we want to make decisions for our life or our business.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and often when things are emotional, I feel like, um, you're not often making great decisions because you're so emotionally wrapped up into something and being able to kind of step back and, and do some things that help center you and give you a sense of peace to be able to make a clear decision, I think is really important at this time. Yeah.
1: Yeah, You know, it, it is, uh, one of the, one of the concerns surrounding that is how do you get there? When you're, when you're in an emotional state, um, as a culture, we're not really trained to really deal with our emotions at that level. So, unless you have some mechanism that's going to help you get to that point, um, it's difficult for a lot of people. Because when 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 you're in that stress, when you're in the fear, when you're constantly being bombarded um, with, with negative news, it constantly stimulates that that mechanism in our body. So. Yeah, we need to find ways to do that. That's really, really important to back that stress off.
0: So tell me a little bit about your history with stress or, you know, your, your past and how you've come to where you are now um, and how you're helping people with that.
1: Well, interestingly, um, I kind of stumbled upon it. Uh, back during that last recession, um, 08, yeah. 09, right in there, I was working as a consultant working with small to medium-sized businesses. And one of the things I realized in going in there, there was a pattern developing. And that pattern revolved around stress. The higher the stress level of the owner and the employees, the worse shape this business was in. So, instead of going in and trying to fix business-related problems first, what I did was worked with primarily the owner and upper-level management to back off stress. And when we were successful doing that, it beca- and it sounds crazy to say, but it came a lo- became pretty easy to fix the business problems yeah. because there was the focus, there was the clarity, and so we were very successful doing that. But it was kind of ironic at the same time because I used that and over those years, but little did I realize that a few years later, that those exercises and those protocols that I was working with were going to be the very things that would save my life. You see, I was in a situation uh, during that recession. Well, we, you know, like a lot of families, we were a two income family and we were living on two incomes. My wife had lost her job. Um, She was an educator um, and she was literally unemployed for about two years. And it was just kind kind of mind boggling. We couldn't understand that. Well, it didn't take long Um, for our financial situation to get upside down. We couldn't afford our mortgage. Um, So ultimately, what had happened is we lost our home. And in the process, a lot of our retirement and a lot of the savings trying to save everything. Uh, But there was a light at the end of the tunnel. I had a consulting client that I had worked with about 12 months before reach out to me and wanted me to come and help him run the business. I didn't know until I got there that that by using some of the stress techniques and some of the protocols and business fixes, he was able to drop a million dollars to his bottom line in about 12 months. So he was pretty anxious for me to come and help him and, and continue that process. So I accepted the job, but little did I know the volatility of the oil and gas business. Five months later, that oil and gas prices plummeted. The fields literally closed. He had about 80 employees, and he had to let all but about three or four of them go. I was one of the ones he let go. And I have to tell you, there was nothing that was probably the lowest point of my life when I had to make that drive home to tell my wife, who was still unemployed, that I just lost my job. When I walked in and she knew something was up, I told her what had happened and for lack of a better word, we went into shock. Literally, we didn't talk for about two days because here's what we were faced with. We were both unemployed. I had one car that needed a transmission. We had less than a thousand dollars to our name. And in two weeks, we were going to be homeless.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: So uh, I, I, I... after after about two days, you know, I started gathering my wits about me and mm-hmm. I, I knew I had to get into action. So I realized what I had used to help these business owners just a few years before that I needed to apply to myself. And it's kind of funny to say this, but swallowing your own medicine is one of the hardest things you can do.
0: <laughs> That's <laughs> and, so true. <laughs> uh,
1: but the the good news is I was able to back off enough stress. And enough fear that I reached out to another client and they offered me a position. So that was step one. But even with that, I was still dealing with collateral damage, all the emotional baggage from blaming myself for the situation, you know, afraid to make another decision. Is it going to be, is it going to, you know, lead me upward or back down again? So That is when I got involved in some uh, neuroscience and quantum physics. I was doing a lot of research at the time, and I found these evidence-based principles that literally could help change people's lives. I started applying them, and things turned around just incredibly.
0: Let's go a little bit deeper into that, because there's definitely areas that I love to explore um, in neuroscience and quantum physics, what did you discover when you initially started diving into that information?
1: One, one of the things that, that was pretty interesting, uh, the first thing I found some stress techniques that were very, very successful in um, uh, and, and backing the stress off and keeping it off. Uh, and w- one of the ones that, that I particularly liked was I affectionately call it a 60-second stress buster routine. Mm-hmm. And it's a breathing, it's a combination of very simple breathing and, and uh, visualization process that will get rid of stress for about 95% of all the people who use it. Um, and, and, and if you'd like, I'd be more than willing you know, to take some of the listeners through that right now.
0: Yeah, I think we should do that right now. And then I'd uh, love to jump back into a little bit more about the science and more that you've learned about it. So let's make it happen, man.
1: Okay, the, the process is really straightforward. Let me explain it and, and then we'll go through it. What you're going to do is focus on watching the air come through your nostrils and go into your lungs. You're going to breathe into a four count and see that air moving into your lungs. You're going to hold it in your lungs to a four count, see it circulating in your lungs. You're going to exhale through your nostrils to a four count. And then you're going to hold out that breath to a four count and just see that air disappear. That's about 16 seconds. We're going to repeat that four times. The key to this exercise, getting optimal results, is the visualization process. So we're going to start here in just a moment. But what I want you to do first is scan your body. See if there's anywhere in your body you're holding stress. It's different for everyone. Someone uh, might hold it in their forehead, their eyes, the back of their neck, their chest, uh, their abdomen. So just do a quick scan. Don't do anything other than just scan your body. The next thing I want you to be aware of are your thoughts. Are your thoughts racing? Are they negative? Are they fearful? Are you thinking this guy's crazy? It's never going to work. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Just Whatever your thoughts are, just just be aware of that thought level. Okay. Now to start, we're going to take a deep breath. And just blow it out, and then we'll get into the process. So breathe in. Let it out. Okay. Now, let's inhale to a four count, watching that air come into your nose. Ready? Breathe in. Two, three, four. Hold it in. Two, three, four. Exhale. Two, three, four. Hold it out. Four inhale two, three, four. Hold it two, three, four. Exhale two, three, four. Hold it out. Inhale two, three, four. Hold it in two, three, four. Exhale two, three hold it out two three. one more time breathe in two, 3 four. hold it in two three four exhale two three four hold it out two three, four. now be aware of your body have you felt a difference become aware of your thoughts Have they slowed down? This technique, Darian, has literally been used for the last several years um, uh, by law enforcement and elite military personnel. And it does reduce that stress. And when you're going into a crisis situation, you want that focus. You need that clarity. It literally can be a life or death decision. This is the technique that they use. Um, It's a process that is simple to use and it can be used anywhere. Uh, you know, I I recommend that my clients use it during the day before they're going into a meeting, if they have a confrontation, an issue to deal with. Um, in fact, what I what a lot of them will do every two hours, I say set a timer on your phone. And every two hours, stop what you're doing and do this exercise. I've had a lot of them come back to me and say that Once they've done this for three or four days in a row, their body begins to respond. And they're telling me that they don't have that afternoon crash around two or three o'clock. And many of them tell me at the end of the workday, when most of us were still traveling back and forth, that they have plenty of energy at the end of the day to deal with whatever they did after work, whether it was a workout, their family Uh, Errands, whatever they needed to work with. So a lot of people have gotten a lot of benefits, a a lot of good benefits from this. Darian, what what was your experience?
0: You know, it's just very peaceful. I had been introduced to things similar to this in my education and growing up. But what I thought was very interesting is one of the cool things about ZenCaster. And I was talking to another person is you get to see the waves of conversation on the computer. And I opened my eyes, I looked at it, and the waves were perfectly. In unison, as you were speaking, and it reminded me of the kind of the union of rhythm and relaxation and peacefulness when you calm yourself down, and how the body tends to be get into this very steady state of rhythm. Is perfect bars every four, as you see them collecting yeah. on the yeah. wave. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Th- thank you, and th- this is what n- neuroscience has done the research on because w- what they're saying happens when you get into this state um it's It's a combination of uh, brain and heart coherence the heart co- er- heart coherence is uh, really triggers the brain coherence um in fact, the heart is the leader where we're trained and educated to think it's the brain. It's not really. Right. They, they have research that shows it's it's about the heart. So this heart coherence um, can be triggered by this exercise and many others. And when you get in that state, one of the key things that you can use it for, and, and again, you wanted to talk about some of the other neuroscience things, is put yourself in a state of gratitude. When you have this coherence and you are able to Bring up something you're gratitude uh, uh, really grateful for, something you're appreciative, um, a family member, a, a spouse, uh, uh, a partner, uh, the fact that you're working, the fact that you're healthy, it doesn't matter. But when you feel that deep level of gratitude or any other positive, significantly positive feeling, generate that emotion. When you're in this state of coherence, what it's doing, it's raising your entire vibrational frequency. When you do that, you're releasing resistance to your future.
0: 2020 has been exhausting. Impeachment, Brexit, Australian brush fires, Kobe Bryant's sudden death, a global pandemic, and that only gets us up to March. With COVID-19 and November elections still on the horizon, it's more important than ever to be informed, but it's hard to keep up with all of it. Enter the dose of news useful today, or the donut. A hundred percent free daily email newsletter delivering succinct and factual news about all the world's occurrences. Since bias and information are a problem in today's media, CNN, Fox News, we're looking at you, The Donut provides easy access to all sides of the story. We report, you decide. And the best part? Each day The Donut services three positive stories you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily reminder there is good in the world, even if it doesn't feel like it sometimes. So, buckle up. The second half of the year is shaping up to be just as action-packed as the first. Get the donut and stay informed without raising your blood pressure. It's 100% free. You can unsubscribe anytime, but you won't want to. Visit thedonut.co or text donut to 66866 to sign up today. Now- it makes so much sense, yeah. Yeah, now
1: now here's here's the next key. And one of the other things that this is part of my step two that I found to get me out of out of my situation is we are not trained on how to create our future. Yeah, we can do goals, you know, we can do vision maps, we can do all this thing, all these things, and and they're helpful to an extent. But one of the things we have to remember, there was a time before time when the word was spoken and worlds were created we were told we we're created in that same image and likeness that same image and likeness darian is our word the power of our spoken word so every t- what and neuroscience and quantum physics backs this up and they're showing that what we believe what we think what we say we're literally creating now for most of us we're, we we go back and forth without any specific training and we we have some positive thoughts uh, let's say around money You know, Mm -hmm. but again, if we see lack and and we focus on that lack, we've just neutralized that positive thought. So we're getting some middle road mishmash of ups and downs without a, a positive focus. So if we understand the power of the spoken word, if we understand our beliefs, which are nothing more than chronic thoughts, thoughts we think over and over, whether they're positive or negative, and we get control of that, we're literally able to create our future. and When that image and that energy is put into a state of coherence that you put yourself into, you've made significant strides in bringing that future to you.
0: Why do you think it's so important that we're getting this information from neuroscience and and the quantum aspect of things to kind of marry with what... I think we intuitively know many ways. What's the union in that that you think is so important?
1: For it's basically, I think our education, the way we're taught, we're taught that that the the, the kind of spirituality and Mm -hmm. and and intuition and these things are kind of out there. You know, they're there, but are they really real? I believe that what neuroscience and quantum physics is doing. Is validating the fact that these are real. You know, it was several years ago the the Da Vinci Code movie. That's yes. that's kind of that's kind of what they were playing with in that yeah. theme. So, for my point of view, because I've u- I use this and I've seen the difference it's made in my life, uh, science has to some extent validated the existence of some supernatural energy. The source, um, you could call it, uh, you know, God. Uh, Star Wars affectionately calls it the Force. Right. There's some power out there that we have the ability to tap into and use it. And now quantum science and neuroscience is showing it, showing us how to use it and create our future, to create a new world, to create a new business, which I think is critical in this time. Because we're in the, the, the business, the economy, and the world is in a state of evolution right now. If we know and have some ability and some tools to create the future we want for ourselves, for our business for our life for our family that's going to lift the entire world the entire planet the economy um it, it we're all connected uh, you know there's no doubt about that and yeah. this is a way to get that momentum going in a way that uh, you know the world could experience uh benefits for everyone it could it can experience peace it can experience um, uh, community on a global basis and i th- really think that's where we're heading I believe these are the tools that'll help get us there,
0: yeah, it's very interesting you mentioned that because I do think that science will continue to reveal um more evidence of supernatural things that or beliefs that we've had for for that have been ancient that people have been very skeptical of because they feel that it was quasi science or exactly you right. know those or it was it was qualitative, it wasn't quantitatively based. But I think we're learning that you know, we, are, we are much more than our physical existence, and people are starting to realize the importance of that. And I've seen that in the rise in spiritual practices and ex- exploration in your mind of the cosmos and different things and how we are in our physical manifestation of ourselves.
1: Yeah, you're, you know, you're absolutely right. And, and I see it increasing. Uh, in in times of of stress, fear, uncertainty, people move typically towards religion. But I'm seeing, as you just observed, there's more people moving towards spirituality. Um, and 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 there's a difference. And and I think that's the key. I mean, every religion, as far as I'm concerned, has the the seeds of spirituality in it. But it's the spirituality itself that we take and embrace that will really change the world and make a difference in our lives.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I actually think it's really beautiful that more people are exploring that because I think we've just had such this concrete foundational aspect of like, I see something and I believe it versus there's so much to the cosmos and spirituality that while science may is beginning to reveal more of it, there is a lot of it. It's just mysterious. And you and you have to believe in the mystery in many ways too, as part of it. And those things can coexist, I believe. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah there's no doubt and and you mentioned a little earlier intuition one of the things that that backing the stress off will do it gets it gets your mind quiet when your mind's quiet, you have access to your intuition. One of the things that I teach is intuition on demand i mean intuition's always working um you know if if you get a strong sense about something that's your intuition speaking, whether it's something to do or something not to do. Uh, if, if you're looking for a parking spot and you're, you know, you're, in a huge lot and all of a sudden you get the feeling to turn right, well, turn right. And you go down and there's your spot. It it happens all the time. Um, but when we get back the stress off, we can tap into that intuition and use what the Bible calls discernment. We need to discern if something we're reading, if something we're seeing in the news, if it's really true. We need to feel it. And, so true. and I mean it in this sense, true for you. It might be true for the people sitting next to you. But it may not be true for you. So you have to discover that truth. And it's that intuition. It's this oneness, this knowingness that can help us on our path to make our
0: decisions. It reminds me of, I was just having this conversation about, you ever had the experience when you're in a car, and maybe for much younger people listening to this, maybe you haven't had this, I don't know, but it seems pretty common where you you were driving somewhere and you had your radio going on, and you were lost, and when you try to decipher where you were and how I can get to the right place, you turn the radio knob down because you need to concentrate you need to be you need quiet, so you can start to feel, okay, how do I solve this problem when there's all this noise and distraction. It's very difficult to make good decisions when you're bombarded with information constantly.
1: Absolutely, Yeah, I mean that's that's an incredibly valid point um, because when we get into that stillness and the quiet, which again the breathing exercise can do, um, it gives you that clarity. And and once you start doing it for a while, it drops you into a really sense deep sense of physical peace. One of the things I like to do, and and I'd recommend this to your listeners if they're open to it, use this in your morning routine. Now, if you have a morning routine, it's going to take 60 seconds to do this before you jump in the shower, before you start your day. It allows you to get focused, set some intentions for the day, and really get your day off to a good start. Do it before you go to bed. That way, any stress that you've picked up, uh, depending on interactions, what you've had to deal with through the day, you're able to release and let go. So so play with it. it. It's it's a wonderful tool, and there's so many different avenues and directions it can take you.
0: You think that a lot of our... Um... Conflict that we have with people in many ways is we're not taking the time to slow down before we engage with other people and really center ourselves and think about our thoughts or what we're going to, how we're going to present ourselves. you think we just kind of collide into each other sometimes without giving this uh, very definite thought ahead of time and and slow ourselves down? Darian, for most of us, all the time, every day.
1: Hmm. One of the keys... One of our keys to creating our future is we have to be present. The history is in the past. The future hasn't happened. The only place we have any power is in this present moment. And when I say in the present moment, that doesn't mean, as you just said, when someone's talking to you, thinking about what what you're going to say next. No, it's being still, it's being centered, and truly focusing on what they're saying. Look into their eyes, because you can not only hear, but you can feel where that's coming from. And in that present moment, when you're quiet, you truly engage. You truly have good conversations. This is what I'm hoping and praying for happens in this country to get some of these tensions resolved. But we have to get out of stress. We have to get focused. We have to get present and truly listen. And not only with our ears,
0: we have to listen with our heart as well. So, what's been the journey like for you with you know getting on different podcasts or speaking to people about this and the reaction to it?
1: Uh, uh, I'm finding that there's a lot of people interested in this. I've been fortunate to be on a lot of podcasts, and the responses I'm getting are very, very positive. Uh, It's it's a It's a new approach that a lot of people really aren't aware of. A lot of people aren't aware of some of the neuroscience and quantum physics research that's going on, and it all focuses around the brain and the mind. So I'm finding more and more people are receptive to it. And one of the things I'm also uh, not only passionate about, but excited about that when people get these results, it's their first step and they're looking for the next step. And, and the information's out there um, to, to move forward. Um, it, it's made a big difference in my life. Um, and, then, and then learning how to create, which truly is the next step, learning how to control and focus your intentions, your words, and your purpose. Um, it doesn't take long before you start seeing results. You start seeing things appear that, really, from a reason and logic standpoint, you can't explain. So, uh, to me, it's the only explanation.
0: Of how and why this is happening what is wonderful i think is your words ring really they resonate with me especially because i feel like i've i've grappled with so much not so much with people but my own thoughts of like spirituality religion and science and often we love to separate these things and say that these things cannot exist with each other but I find that the, it's completely opposite, that you discover all these things together and they merge together, become this beautiful thing, if you are open-minded and allow that exploration.
1: You, you know what? You're absolutely right. Um, I, was, I was brought up in, in organized religion, um, and I drifted away, though I kept my spirituality. Now, with what I'm seeing um, from some of the research that's being done, I go back and look at the Bible in a totally different way, and I'm saying, well, this makes sense now up against the, the research that's been done. So I understand things in a different way. Um, one quick quote as an example, in, in the book of Job, Job says, the thing that I fear is now upon me. Well, he was fearing. And if you put enough emotion into any thought, either a positive or negative thought, you will create it. He created that fear. He created that, that problem. Um, so now I understand what a lot of those passages mean in a totally different way, in a way that's beneficial and a more positive way, as opposed to a lot of the negative spin that's put on a lot of different passages.
0: That's interesting. I mean, I, I grew up in organized religion. I, I still have it, um, but I also have all this scientific knowledge and uh, maybe a, a larger seed of spirituality with it. And I've, I've had the same experience of going back. I, I love reading Job in the Bible and ecclesiastes and different things um and it is different it does feel different reading it and you come from this aspect it's i would encourage anybody who's you know uh read the bible to reread it and you know with the the lens of what you may have learned and obviously new information that's out there and that science and religion and spirituality have more in common than you think and and to really dive deep into that
1: uh, yeah it, it, and it's amazing and you can just go on and on and on with this and um it's it's such a positive spin um it's not that that I'm interested in getting drawn back into religion but it broadens the whole spectrum of spirituality for me as you had mentioned it's 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 a really good feeling
0: yeah and i and i just i always feel that um again we just try to break these things apart it's like well this thing cannot be with this thing right. and you know right. if you believe in this thing you cannot believe in this thing as well and i just i've always been a big believer in, this, in the sense that you will find both of those things if you if you actually quiet down and discover through spirituality through science they're actually very similar and they actually you will be pointed towards the cosmos in both ways, if you really think about it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And
1: I, you know, my, my perspective has, has evolved. Um, and, and I'm grateful for, for, for this evolution because we're all connected. We're all one. There's nothing that's mutually exclusive, no event, no people, no situation, no history, no future. We're, we're all connected. So from that, from that point of view, I take a look at what's happening in the streets, what's happening in the world, and I see it as an expression of love or a cry for love.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Why do you think we try to separate these things, though, in our mind? Through our history, we try to have this separation of those two concepts of spirituality and, and science. You know, I I, I, th- I think it's just part of our
1: education system you know mm-hmm. the way the way we were brought up um you know i i i've I've studied religion it, it was it was kind of a hobby for me for many years mm-hmm. and and um there was a time when the church was afraid that science would prove there was God or validate the fact that it was God, and the church at that period in time wanted to keep the the mysticism the mystical aspect around it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and again, one of, one of Dan Brown's books addressed that as well. Um, uh, I I think it might've been angels and demons, but so I, I think that's where it stems from. It's, it's a century old belief that has been carried forward. Um, and with the advent of science, we have lost some of that connection. And now with the research of science, we're getting it back.
0: Yeah, I think so. It's pretty interesting. I, I sense this kind of almost awakening which is really kind of i think before 2020 there was i was sensing a huge awakening on our planet of of more meditation uh more mm-hmm. spirituality all these yes. things uh wellness taking care of yourself all these things and then now we have a lot of um different things going on from uh racial unrest global pandemics australian wildfires we have a lot of things going on which I think if if we if you really look at it in a certain way um that there the conflict the rage is, is in many ways we may look back that there are there are propulsion points for us as people in many ways it it's without saying without you know for me wanting to make sure I'm sensitive about everything that's going on and being understanding but we may look back and see that this this was a propulsion point and and bringing together and science and spirituality and the chaos of the world and and moving people forward hopefully in, in positive ways. You know.
1: Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I believe we're on a precipice of making an incredible step forward in the evolution of consciousness of well being mm-hmm. of everyone on the planet. Um, you know, and and it's coming now. I, I don't know. And no one knows what we're going to have to get through these next few years to get there. But I, leave, I believe it's going to be on the other end. I was, uh, you know, and I, I'm not sure if, if um, all the listeners, especially the younger ones, are aware of this. But there was a song, uh, The Age of Aquarius, that was very popular right before 2000. Yeah. Because everyone thought the world was going to end in 2000. But then there were those who thought, you know, we were going to flip a switch and we we're going to walk into the new age. This just could be
0: what that song was putting out. The age of Aquarius. Yeah. Gosh, I remember that, the whole Y2K deal. Yeah. And yeah. People were like, oh, planes are going to come out of the sky. And it's yep. the whole thing. And I was like, I yeah, don't computers think so, were going to stop. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like it just happened. And then, like, nothing happened. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's anticlimactic. Yeah, you know. exactly. But we may be in that. I feel this kind of roiling, this this pulling, this mashing, um, this, this movement of, of many different things and that. Again, I think it's if we can take kind of a 30,000 foot look at things and and center ourselves that obviously there's a micro level, but there's also a, a macro level of where we may end up after these things. And it, it could be the propulsion we need. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. In fact, there, there are some scientists, some of your geologists and, and people that study the earth, physical earth movement. Mm. They're saying that we're at the end of a 10,000 year and 100,000 year cycle. During a time which there's been major changes upon the planet, so yeah, what you were saying yeah, this exactly could be uh what we're looking at
0: well that's and you're mentioning the climate you we're talking about tropical um landfall storms in middle of the country, in like Iowa and Illinois, so it's unheard of, and you know there's this kind of labor pains, this birth contraction going on in all different areas, physically, spiritually, mentally. Socially, emotionally, I think if we step back and look, we will recognize this is affecting all aspects of 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 what it means to be human, and the the universe, and everything, and where we are places in that.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, I stop and think. I'm thinking, why am I here? You know, what what am I here to do? And I realize I'm here to be a part of this evolution. I'm here to be a part of that change. So my passion is to build a foundation of business owners, of entrepreneurs, of executives that have this consciousness, that have these tools that I can share with them to help create not only an economy, but a world that's gonna reflect back to us what we really, I believe, have in our hearts.
0: So, so wonderful. And actually, I just had a guy on, I think you would like to talk to him. His name's Aaron Burnett, great guy, runs Wheelhouse uh, Digital Marketing Group. And his whole thing is about leading with the heart grace, humility, loving employees, and and a very similar mindset as yours. And I think we're seeing more people in consulting, leadership positions, frontline positions that are saying, okay, I want to lead with my heart. I want to have a very substantial existence in my workplace that is not about the bottom line constantly, or domination, or um, we constantly have to beat each other to prove our self-worth and things of that nature.
1: Thank you for saying that. You know, that's one of the things that, 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 that I believe that's why the old model failed. Yes. Because it was too bottom line oriented. Okay. Um, And, and there's no reason we can't, we can't support all stakeholders. You know, the employees, the customers, the, uh, the, your vendors, um, and, and still make a profit, but make a profit, that's not going to make you a slave to the business not make you a slave to your job so you have that work life balance you have that free time for your family for fun for friends life's to be enjoyed it's not yes. to be working around the clock with stress and you know it and and we just got caught up and maybe it was as fa- we were trying to stay up physically at the same pace the technology was moving ahead and we just may have gotten sucked into that trap i'm i'm not sure but that model's behind us it's not going to come back and we oh now God, yes. we're, we're we're charged now with finding the model that's going to work and i believe if we find it at the business level we'll find it at the family level and mm. it's going to come it's going to come from our heart and we're going to see this change
0: so amazing. I remember when I cut onto this a little bit more, it was several years ago, and I was uh, reading an article on Yahoo News. I mean, this was many years ago, and it was talking about you know five successful traits of you know, top CEOs. And one of them was basically, they don't sleep. They work like 100 hours a week. And I remember looking at that article, Ron, and I was like, why would anybody worship this in a sense, or put this up on a pedestal? It's so stupid to like, I mean, first of all, that has a huge effect on your health, how you deal with, you're never around with your family. Absolutely. But they're making a lot of money. And I think we get this weird sense of like, because a human has acquired a lot of wealth that they must be super intelligent. They must have everything figured out. I've actually found that that is the opposite actually with a lot of people. I'm like, because you're giving up so much to have one thing that you think defines your essence as a person.
1: You know uh, truer words were never spoken i mean the, 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 there there are people with a lot of money and I, they're idiots <laughs> and and you know you wondered how how did this person make all this money you know and and they're they're excessive they're abusive they're all the things that 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 don't really have to go with being successful. You know, uh, there's no reason you can't be compassionate and loving and generous and supportive and working in your community and helping other people. Um, To me, it's just a lot better feeling. And and more importantly, you got to have time for your family, for for your friends, you know, just to have fun and laugh. You know, when you're laughing and it's a belly laugh. You've changed your energy. You can't be in fear, you can't be in stress. And it's
0: important for us to laugh and we've lost a lot of that and that's what we need to get back to. Totally agree. I mean, you know, Ron, I love this. I love these type of conversations and unfortunately I've been having so many of these and I I'm kind of put together this summary now that I'm at least I'm running into more people who believe about heart-based leadership and business and family and are trying to get rid of this old model um, of business. And I believe that we are, that those models are in the last stages or are gone. And that uh, that light, that darkness is dying. For a lot of so we're in a different age that of, of aquarius of, yeah there you go hey when you're coming into work you better get ready to love somebody care about <laughs> them you know <laughs> you better be into it man you know this whole old way of like you know just do it you know work as much as possible everything for the profit uh, that's dying or it's dead and um yeah. it's about people it's about getting back to humans caring about humans what are we about what were we made for you know like What's our purpose? And being totally focused on that. I mean, having fun, enjoying your life, being productive. You can be productive and have fun at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive things, you know, so yeah, thank you yeah. so much.
1: Oh, you're, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. And, and you know, I, like I said, I'm passionate and excited to share this because the more people that hear it, I believe, as you said earlier, more people will resonate and and really allow this feeling they've been they have inside that they don't know what it is to really
0: come out. Totally agree. Ron, thank you so much for being on today. It was insightful. It was passionate. It was caring. uh, It was informative. Thank you.
1: Uh, Darian, thanks. And one of the things I'd like to do is I'd like to offer your listeners, um, if you really like that stress exercise that we did, um, you're more than welcome uh, to a video copy of this um, I, you, the cop, there's no obligation. It's absolutely free. You can get it at www.goldentrailcoaching.com slash gift. It's the easiest uh, link you'll ever remember. www.goldentrailcoaching.com slash gift. And the video exercise is on there. I have a little introduction and, and, and a little uh, post comment, but You can use it. Once you start using it a few times, it'll become a natural part of who you are.
0: That's amazing, Ron. And I want to make sure when I edit this and put this all together that I say your last name correctly. How do you say that? It's folia. Folia. There Folia,
1: a fine Italian name that the teachers butchered for 12 years.
0: <laughs> I'm very sensitive to that because like, people will hack up my name. And when I'm doing the introductions and stuff and putting together the podcast, I'm like, I do not want to hack up people's names. I don't really know. So Folia, we're going we're gonna to make it right here. Thanks, Darian. You are welcome. Have a wonderful day, Ron. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. You got it. Bye now.